Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And leave us a five-star review so listeners like you can find us. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Today I'm here with someone who knows it all. It's Clarice Dubois. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm good. It's beginning to feel a little bit like spring, but not entirely like spring. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I was wearing a tank top yesterday. I was yes! so happy. Yes! I, I was wearing a t-shirt without a jacket, and I was very happy, too. Yes. Um, I am very much someone who doesn't like shoes, so I like flip-flops, so I'm... Get me that like sixty degree weather, and I'll huh. break out the flip flops again. I like I can't, I I think the first year I moved here, I wore flip flops, and I just my feet were always disgusting. Yeah. So like my version of that is going to be uh, breaking out the toms. Okay. Okay. I can feel I that. My, I love my little toms. I, I need to get a pair, but I have like really wide feet. I'm sure everyone who listens needed to know that, but I have wide feet, <laughs> which is probably another reason why I'll never do drag. Aww. Putting it out there again, I'm not doing it. No one's, let, <laughs> no one's ever forced me to do it, but. Let's learn about you, because you're the star today. Oh. So, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Maryland, a little suburb uh, off of Baltimore. And what was life like in Maryland? It was really boring, honestly. <laughs> it was like that like classic suburban upbringing, like nice, like nice school district, like parents that are great. You know, it was yeah. honestly nothing... Super exciting happened, except for me discovering my love of theater. Yeah, did, did you like once the musical came out? Did you sing "Good Morning Baltimore" like every day when you woke up? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was that was my life. That was, I mean, around that same time was like Wicked. So like, mm-hmm. of course, every faggot in the world went through that Wicked phase. Of um, yeah, no, I yeah, I started like doing musicals when I was six years old. I think um, I was in Greece. Okay, little... did you play? I played Duty. Okay. Yeah. I can dig that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and so that's around six. You caught the theater bug. Mm-hmm. And what kept you going? What did you go to school for theater? Um, I did. I that's why I moved here. Um, I I went to Marymount Manhattan on the the East side. Of course. Yeah. You know. Another They're one like... of the drag schools of New York City. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I say, every day I meet someone, I'm like, oh, you went to Marymount too, and you're a drag queen. Amazing. I mean, a couple of them I knew already, like right. Cherry. Um, but yeah, I went, I studied uh, originally musical theater, and then I, I wound up graduating with my BFA in acting. Amazing. Instead. Yeah. Um, so what was life like adjusting to New York City? Um, it was surprisingly easy I think because I was in a school setting um it was sort of that structure of going to school and like friends were sort of built in because you meet people like in classes or like in the dorms um I think the the bigger adjustment for me was adjusting to life once school was gone and I was still living here it was sort of that uh that was a little scary and I I wound up actually moving home to Maryland for a little over like half a year and then moving back. Um, and I'm really glad I did Yeah, that. it's crazy because, I mean, I've been out of school for a while because I'm really old. But um, it's like you have school and you have something to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when you graduate, 
that thing to do all the time isn't there. So, and you're like, I, I, I want that structure again. I miss it. Yeah. Um, so when you were here in school, did you like student rush all the Broadway shows? I did a lot. Um, either I did that. I did. I was on like all of the like the TDFs, the sure. studentrush.org, the whatever link ticks, hip ticks, like everything that you could do with a student ID. Was there I a had. show that you like went to multiple times? Um, like for me, my show was Spring Awakening. I saw that show eight times. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that was not unfortunately. That was before I was living in New York, but I did see that like on tour probably 10 times and then the revival and like whatever um when i first moved to the city it was next to normal was the big thing i was like obsessed with it as you know i mean how could you not it's a great show i love it and i i think when i when i moved here it was it was very soon after maren Maisie took over Mm -hmm. and i like love her so much because ragtime is one of my favorite shows yeah yeah um and also like kiss me kate and just everything she's done um, so I definitely, I saw that, I want to say at least six or seven times. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I only ended up seeing it like twice or so, but it's still like one of those shows that you didn't realize how amazing it was. I had seen the off-Broadway version, mm-hmm. um, when the act one finale was still feeling electric. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and I remember seeing it the first time on Broadway and feeling electric was cut. I was like, what the fuck? That song was amazing. <laughs> but I was like, okay, the tone of the show, that song needed to go. I understood it now. Yeah. But I was like, can I have it at least as like a cut track? Like record it please for me. <laughs> I mean, I have all of the bootlegs. Do so. you? Oh my God. You have to send me that song. I love it so much. <laughs> That's, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> So how did drag come into your life? Um, honestly, it all, it's like a bunch of things that sort of collaborated together to like push me to like, oh, drag is the place for you. Um, I had just done, um, the last like actual show I was in was this like, this production of Parade in Bayridge, Brooklyn. Um, sorry if any of you are listening, whatever. Uh, it was like one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. I was playing Leo Frank, which is, you know, a role that I'm mm-hmm. still way too young for. Right. Um, but it was, it was like so much stress and like the director just didn't know what he wanted. And then halfway through the rehearsal process, like, was like, oh, now I have a vision and let me just like change everything oh, no. that you've been doing so far when we were already like four weeks into it and like had like these ideas of these oh, characters. It was... Uh, anyway, um, so like I was sort of taking a little break from from uh, performing like theater at that time, and I'd been starting to to want to perform again. But I'd also been interested in cosplay, and uh, Hedwig had just been starting again, um, and I like sort of rediscovered my love for for the for the movie and for like John Cameron Mitchell and everything. And I decided that I wanted to do a, a Hedwig cosplay and sort of like through that and like learning how to sew and learning about makeup i decided that i like really really loved both of those things and i was like oh also like my love of rupaul's drag race i was like wait i could like do this i could perform in drag and that could combine all of my like all of my interests of like costuming makeup performing singing theater amazing yeah how would you describe clarice in three words um, I would say <laughs> Broadway, blonde, um, oh god, this isn't a word, but like, 
Go for it. Like, uh, that sort of, the smart dumb blonde Okay, character. yeah, yeah. That's like, I don't, if there was a word for that, yeah. I would, I would put that there. All right. <laughs> Who are some of your inspirations as a performer? Sure. Um, I, I've always been very interested in and attracted to sort of that, that smart dumb blonde character. Like, um, a lot of my favorite shows growing up were like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, a lot like uh, Veronica Mars, like sort of like a lot of those sort of strong characters who, like Elle Woods, obviously, um, who are, who you sort of at first look, you you see them and you very much underestimate them and think, oh, they're just this like ditzy blondes, like whatever, there's no substance. But then you you get to know them and you get to know what it is that they do and you realize, oh, they're actually really great and really intelligent people, not in spite of their looks, but a lot of because of the, uh, because of what they've been through because of being uh, looked down on for a long time. Nice. How long does it take to transform into Clarice? Um, Not including the shower, about two hours and 15 minutes. Not bad, not bad. It's about average for most queens I talk to. It's like a an hour and forty five to paint, and then thirty minutes to like get dressed. Yeah, How, have you ever had to do like super quick drag? Oh, absolutely. I um, <laughs> this actually this past Wednesday, my friends uh won the Kinky Boots lottery for the matinee, oh, cool. and I saw that, and we got out at like I think exactly four thirty five, and I had to like run home and like get ready to be in drag and start a show at seven. Oh boy. Um, so I did a face in exactly an hour, got dressed in like 15 minutes and then like got in a cab and like ran and made it there with like five minutes to spare. Nice. And how was Kinky Boots? I'm dying to go see Jake Shears. Oh, it was, it was really great. I had actually never seen the show. Okay. okay. Um, so it was really awesome to see this sort of like queer celebration. Yeah. I, I need to go see it cause I'm like a diehard Scissor Sisters fan. Mm-hmm. And if I don't see this man... One more time, I, mean, I will cry. Oh, right. yeah. I, I need to go see it. I'll, I'll make it happen. I have, like, what, a month to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Crystal Demure, or I, I yeah, don't yeah, remember yeah. her boy name. She was amazing. Yeah. yeah. How did you get the name Clarice Dubois? Um, it was, I mean, it's an amalgamation of, like, two of my favorite things. I, I love Silence of the Lambs, and okay. I, I love horror movies a lot. Um, and Silence of the Lambs is just one of my favorite movies. Uh, and then Dubois came from Streetcar Named Desire, which actually, in uh, my sophomore year of college, we we all did, like in my acting class, we all did scenes from Streetcar. Mm-hmm. And I, as a lot of, I think, young gay people, I really identified with Blanche. Of course, how could you um, not? So I, like, I wrote this whole paper, like, convincing my acting teacher to let me play Blanche. <laughs> Um, so, like, I just, I, with that, I was like, I, it, the last name has to be Dubois, because that was, like, my first experience with drag, kind of. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I would like to see that production. I'll also, I'd like to see you play Blanche Dubois. Yeah, Blanche I love it. She, like, there's so many parallels between Blanche's character and homosexual men during that time period. Absolutely. There's just, there's so, like, I'm, I'm honestly shocked that that hasn't been done before. I mean, there were, there was like a nymph show mm-hmm. where someone did like sort of a solo show of Blanche, yeah. but I don't think it's ever, I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. It, 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 honestly, it may be one of those rules and regulations that no one's allowed to. Sure. It's just silly. It's, I mean, artistic takes. We should do what we want. Yeah. 
Well, the 20s are in public domain, so give it, what, 20 more years? And, yeah. Oh, so, by then I'll be old enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you were first starting out in drag, did you have any mentors or anyone helping you out? Or? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I actually started drag back in Baltimore when I, when I was living there. Um, and I had a lot of, uh, a lot of really great people who would, um, who sort of took me in like from the, from the very beginning and taught me all about the basics of makeup. They would, there, there's one queen, um, Veronica Lush, who is still back in Baltimore. I love her. Uh, she, every time I saw her out, she would always, I like, I sort of thought she hated me at first. Like every time she'd be like, no, like this needs to be lighter. Okay. Make sure that brow coverage is better. Like do all of this, like blend more. And I was like, okay. And like every time, like, of course, coming from a theater background, I'm used to constructive criticism. So it's like, yeah, okay, I'll try that. And like, if I don't like it, I can just not do it. Exactly. Um, so like that honestly helped me so much. Her, uh, another queen, um, from DC, Christina Kelly, who's fantastic. She's, um, she was Miss Solid American Goddess at Large 2016. Amazing. Um, she's one of the most hardworking entertainers that I've ever met in my life. And she really taught me about how much work goes into drag and yeah. really how to work hard and smart. So when you did come to New York and you were ready to be a drag queen in New York City, where did you get your start? Um... I mean, I, I really, I started going to, to a lot of drag shows. I, I had already known of Marty Gold coming, mm-hmm. so I sort of, I was drawn to her in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, she's, I mean, number one, she's fucking hilarious. Absolutely. And she, she just has this magnetic energy about her that I love and such a great heart um, that I was really drawn to to her, and she she gave me a lot of my first bookings. But I think the the thing that really jump started my career in a lot of ways was probably so you think you can drag. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, yeah. How did you get involved? Um, this I, was season seven. Seven. Yes. yes. Um, I honestly because I I wasn't super involved with drag here in New York before I left I didn't know anything about it until I saw the the audition or the the, the posting go up for the applications um, so I I basically was just like I, I one of my one of my friends Blake Dudley I knew that he was um, uh, going to apply for it and I was like oh like maybe maybe I'll, I'll apply for this too and I, like I think I went one day Paige was um, covering for Sutton at Broadway Mondays. Mm-hmm. I think I saw her there and I talked to her. I was like, hey, like I'm interested in doing this, blah, blah, blah. I like just sent in my application. Um, and I guess she liked me because she picked me. <laughs> and what was the experience like? What was the most challenging thing about the competition? Um, for me, the, mo- the most challenging thing was not necessarily having a support system in place yet. Because I, I had done something sort of similar in D.C., um, Drag Wars, but I had already, since I had been living there and, like, sure. knew people, like, I, I had people that I could turn to, people who I could bounce ideas off of, um, people that could, that would help me uh, physically, like, create things. But I, because I had just sort of moved back, um, I didn't really have that in place yet, so I was trying to do sort of everything on my own, which... Uh, 
was a lot very much yeah, more challenging absolutely. than I sort of thought it was. <laughs> and speaking of things that you do on your own, you are a talented costume designer and seamstress. Mm-hmm. Who and what are some of your inspirations as a designer? As a designer, I love um, Betsy Johnson. Yeah, is sort of. I I love anything that sort of has an '80s flair to it, but also sort of draws back to uh, sort of classic silhouettes while like sort of being fresh. I love anything with uh, with unconventional materials. I like haven't had a, a lot of chance to do that here, just because I, I don't have as much space. Yeah. But um, I once made like an, an entire uh, um, sort of Edwardian gown out of newspaper oh, cool. back in Maryland, and I wish like. <laughs> I wish that hadn't been so soon into starting drag because my makeup is terrible in it. So like I can't <laughs> share that picture anymore. But like I loved it so much. And like one of my one of my best friends, Liz, helped me uh, like physically construct that because it was yeah. actually for that that DC drag competition. Nice. Um, but yeah, I I love I love that. I love um, Moschino. Um, I love uh, Dior, but like. I love mainly, like, new look to, like, 60s Dior's, like, period that I super love. Do you often think, like, about a costume for Clarice, like, as as you're going through your day? Do you have to, like, jot ideas down? Oh, absolutely. My notes are full of whatever ideas come to my head. And a lot of times they'll they'll just sort of sit there, but then I'll go through, because I don't think, I'll, like, have, like, sort of, an idea in my head like oh I know I want to um I know I want some sort of uh like jumpsuit with a train or something and I'm just like oh let me just write that down and then um I was watching like uh um like true Beverly Hills and Mm -hmm. um there's that Shelley Long costume with like that and I was like I love that fashion is everything (laughs) that late that late 80s is just like where I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just like, oh, I could do something similar to this, but like update the fabrics and like make it something that's interesting to me. And that's what I, that's um, what I was wearing to my last uh, Clarice Explains It All that you Amazing, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do get a commission from somebody to make you, for you to make something, what mm-hmm. is the collaboration process like for you as a designer? Sure. Um, well, I love to, um, I love to meet someone and talk with them and go fabric shopping with them. Awesome. I think that's a really important thing for me because I like from I, I think there's something about physically picking out the fabric itself mm-hmm. that just makes it makes it like that much more special. Like people know like, oh it's like it, it, I always go to a fabric store with something in mind, but it like a lot of times I can completely change once I get there Absolutely. and I see Oh, I'm I'm so drawn to this specific piece of fabric, and I think there's something. It's like Harry Potter. The the you don't choose the wand. The wand chooses the wizard. Um, I think the fabric sort of chooses the queen in a lot of ways. Awesome. Do you have like a color palette that Clarice usually wears? Um, not consciously, but there is a lot of pink and red. Okay, nice. I love. Yeah, there's something. I mean, pinks. It goes are just, back to the L Woods thing. Yeah, the love, especially like hot pinks, and then reds. I think just Liza Minnelli. Yeah, that's sort of that red. It always just 
Halston. Like, just sort of... <laughs> if uh, you could design a garment for any queen, who would it be? Mm. Um... Oh, that's a good one. Um... I mean, I would love to... I, I, I would love to work... I, I would love to design something for Miss Cracker, honestly. Yeah. I think she she has such a... She has such an interesting sense of style. Like, a very, very specific sense of style. Absolutely. That, like, it would be so fun to hear her ideas and try and uh, make one of, one of her ideas, like, come to life. Yeah, I mean, she won't have much time to be making her own garments anytime soon, so... Oh, yeah. It's time for you <laughs> to step in. <laughs> Is there a New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with that is on your dream list? Um, oh God, I don't know. I feel like I've worked with a lot. Um, I mean, off the, off the top of my head, I, w- I would I would love to work with Pattaya Hart in mm-hmm. any way. I think she's she's one of the most talented and I think somewhat underrated performers that I've ever yeah. seen. I think there's such a uh, there's such a sharpness to everything that she does. Um, it's all just very, very rehearsed and very, but not, but not stiff. It's like very, uh, just like crisp. Yeah. There, there's something just that I love about that. And like, I, I think I'm, I'm very drawn to people with skills that I don't possess. Um, so I do, I do tend to love a lot of like uh, dancing queens because that's something that like I personally can't do very well. No so anytime soon. <laughs> No, although um, I do have a date planned with uh, with Izzy, and she's going to teach me how to death drop. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think I'm going to be adding that to my, my repertoire. That's fine. <laughs> how do you pick your material? Um, I... A lot of times it's it's through inspiration of... I, I listen to my like daily Spotify playlist every day. Yeah. And if there's anything that... Um, that that I'm sort of drawn to, I, I add it to like a separate playlist in Spotify of like songs that I could possibly that I that I just enjoy. And if it comes to sort of if it's making a mix, I might like a lot of times I'll look through like those songs. Um, or if it's uh, like a new TV show that I'm watching, a lot of times I'll just jot down quotes that I think are interesting. Um, and I'll see if like if any of those quotes like match up with any of the songs. And then I, I personally, I don't actually physically make my own mixes, but I, um, my, my best friend, Catherine, uh, she, she makes like most of like that stuff. Cause that's one of the skills that I don't yeah. currently possess is sound engineering in any way. Um, but I, I, I like to like talk with her about those and nice. see what comes. <laughs> Do you have a go-to lip sync song or a go-to artist? Or um, a go-to musical for you? <laughs> I mean, I, so much better is always that like song that it's like, oh, you like if if a if a queen asks me if I'm just at a show and they're like, oh, do you want to do a song? I'm like, sure. I mean, I can do like so much better. I can just like pull that out of my head at like any moment. Yeah. Um, but I also, I mean, I love uh, for singing. I love somewhere that's green. Um, I or like, yeah, Ellen Green. She's great. I love her. Did you get to see um, the city center? Yeah. Oh, uh, that was um, all little, of... Little Shop of Cougars. 
It was honestly, she could be, <laughs> she could be any age. I, I want to see her 10 years from now reprise that role again. Oh, She's perfect. <laughs> what are your drag dreams? I would love to, um, I'm actually starting to sort of work on this now. I would love to go the route of creating one woman cabaret shows and like sort of full like theater productions, but like as my drag character, mm-hmm. um, sort of the, uh, the, the like Varla Jean Merman, um, the Paige uh, Turner. Yeah, the Paige Turner, the Suddenly Seymour, like that sort of cabaret show route that could then easily be transported and like tour around. Yeah, nice. So let's talk about your show at Icon. Clarice mm-hmm. explains it all. Tell us about the show. Sure. So it is uh, Astoria's only queer variety show. Um, basically, every every month, the first Tuesday of every month at Icon. I have, um, I host the show and then I bring with me two to three variety guests. Um, in the past I've had, uh, burlesque performers. I've had, um, Broadway singers. I've had singer songwriters, dancers. Um, I think this month I have a comedian. Um, I'm always looking for new and interesting, talented people. What inspired you to make a variety show rather than a straight up drag show? Well, I think there there are a, a lot of drag shows happening right now, which is a really amazing thing. Um, but it's also, it's sort of, there's nothing sort of unique about that except for the individual performers mm-hmm. who, of course, bring their own flavor and style to every show that they do. Um, so I really wanted to do something different and give people who aren't drag queens or drag kings a place to uh, to really perform and be a part of the nightlife scene. Because yeah. I think that there is a place for, for everyone in, in queer nightlife. Absolutely. Who are some of your dream guests? Ooh. Shoot for the um, stars. Go big. The universe <laughs> is listening. Audra McDonald. There you go. Audra, come to Astoria. Uh, she's, she's my love. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. Um, what would you make her sing? You're the I, I wanna I wanna I want her to sing your daddy's son, but like also just everything she's ever done. Nice. Um I how about a duet? What duet would you do with her? Oh god. Um Ooh. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just like I want to say like Wheels of a Dream, but that seems inappropriate, and she like, barely <laughs> sings in it. Um, anything like uh, <laughs> "Let Me Be Your Star." That'd be fun. That'd be an interesting, unique version of the song. Yeah, I love. I mean, that's. I think she she's made her entire career around doing things that aren't necessarily in her conventional type. Right. Absolutely. What are your goals going forward with Clarice Explains It All? Um, I, I just, I would love to, to continue giving spaces for, uh, for different people to perform and be, become more heavily involved in the nightlife scene. Um, yeah, I, I, I really love the show as it's going forward. And I think 
it is the the first show that I started hosting by myself. So I think every every single time that I do it, I learn something new about both myself as a performer and how to interact with audience members and create. Sure. Um, I, I would love it to turn into a really more polished version of what it is right now. Nice. What other shows do you have on the docket? Let's let's get all your shows out there. Yeah. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I started doing a uh, Musical Mondays at Rock Bar in the West Village, which is, uh, if you've been listening to the rest of this podcast, you might tell that that is one of my interests. Um, it's It's been really, really fun. Um, I've been working with... Uh, with Patrick at at Rock Bar, who he's the uh, the bartender there on Mondays, but he has also been having the musical Mondays there for a full year before um, we started doing a show there. Um, and he's been really amazing to bounce ideas off of. And um, the past couple of shows, we've sung duets together, like during awesome. the show, which has been fun. That's cool. um, and we have a live pianist, uh, Danny K. Bernstein. Um, who is really great, uh, and we we have a, a little keyboard on the stage that I actually bought myself, but it stays <laughs> at the bar, thank God. I don't have to <laughs> carry it back and forth. Um, and it, it's just been a, a lot of fun to do a lot of numbers that I wouldn't necessarily have been able to do at like a at a bar um, in like either like Hell's Kitchen or um, in a place that's not specifically designed for Broadway. Right. Um, I get to dig in and do a, a few more, like, niche shows. Um, like, I mean, I feel, actually, my, I feel like my idea of niche is probably a lot different than other <laughs> sure, people's. Totally. But, like, I feel like people would think of title of show as more of a niche show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's been fun. I think we've done, actually, somehow we've done two numbers from title of show already. <laughs> It's fine. Title show is great. Uh, last, we also, uh, so it's like an hour long show, like starting at nine. And then immediately after we do a, a sort of sing along or like anyone can come up and do whatever number they want. And for whatever reason, last week, everyone in the audience was really, really obsessed with the last five years. Interesting. So we wound up doing like at least half of the songs from the last five years That's between fun. like everyone there. It was just like, it's a fun time. Like I love that uh, it can really turn into whatever it wants to be based on the, like the musical tastes of who's there. Yeah. That's cool. I want to play my favorite game, uh, tea time. So mm-hmm. you're going to spill a little tea and some stories and some of your sisters, some of the people you share the stage with and Ooh. your career. Um, and we're going to start off with Marty Gold Cummings. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love Marty. I I don't know if I have any like tea to to spill about her. Um, I, I just, I honestly, I admire her, her courage and her heart so much because she is 100% unafraid to be exactly who she is. And there's something so... Uh, so amazing about that. Like, I wish I, I had that strength of conviction. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Next is Izzy Uncut. Izzy. I, I'm, uh, this is actually something new. Um, I, I met her uh, as a boy. We both worked on this, um, this snaps, Snapchat short. Okay. Um, I was, I like played a drag queen who like, 
mugged this girl. And then, like, in an <laughs> alternate version of it, like, I, I just, like, walked up to her and I was like, Yas Queen! Um, and Izzy, who was there with, uh, oh, God, what was his role? I think he, like, rolled out a carpet. Um, but he actually, he has a habit of falling asleep in Ubers. So oh, he, like, he was in an Uber on the way there and, like, fell asleep and the cab just, like, stopped. And I was like, who the fuck is this girl? Like, who is he? Um, and then, like, I, like, got to know him, obviously, and he's amazing. Yeah. So funny. Very funny. Next is Gloria Swansong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think she is a true drag artist. Absolutely. Like she, um, she has a gr- an, an amazing eye for detail and for telling a story, which is something that I love. Yeah. Next is Miss Rockbar herself, Coco Taylor. Yes. Um, I, I love Coco. She is, she, I only met her fairly recently, like during the actual Miss Rockbar competition. Um, but I I think she has such a stage presence that I um, have not seen a lot in a lot of queens who have been doing drag as for, for as short amount of time as she has. She, she has, like, command of the stage, and she is really on her way to becoming, like, a, uh, a really fully, like incredible performance. I mean, I, I love who she is now, but I think like, especially like given a year or two, like, or like probably not even two years, like give her a year, like she's going to be somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Next is, so you think you can drag winner, Juicy Lou. Oh, juicy. <laughs> uh, juicy has my heart. Um, she, I mean, she's one of the sweetest people. I like, I honestly could not I don't think you could find a person that could have anything bad to say about Juicy Lou. I agree. She's amazing. Um, but she... I... Yeah, I, I think my, my favorite thing about her is that she... Um, when we did a... Uh, Eliza... We did, like, Night of a Thousand Lizas Last Pride at New World Stages. And, um, and I, I, like, just wanted Juicy to be in the show because I love her. But she had never done Liza before. Um, but we were just like, yeah, like, come, like, don't worry. Like, you can you can figure something out. Like, you'll, it'll be amazing. And then, like, of course, now, like, almost a year later, she won Lady Liberty's Snatch she Game did. doing Liza. Like, she did. Of course. She's just so talented. <laughs> I mean, as a judge, give me original Fosse choreo and I'm, like, melted in your hand. Oh, yeah. I it's love it. Perfect. And last but not least, Blake Deadly. Blake. Ugh. Blake is... Oh, such a bitch. <laughs> um, she she's great. Like uh, she was one of the the first friends that I made here in New York. The my first night going out in drag, I went to um, or here in New York uh, after moving back. Um, I went to Marty's show at G Lounge, which was uh, back in the day. Yeah, what was it? Was something like drag. <laughs> 101 or I think that's the, I think that's what it was called yeah it was um she had like a drag um veteran and then like a drag newbie um and I can't remember who the veteran was but Blake was the newbie and we like we met and like started talking and I think we both went to to Barracuda to see burlesque or girlesque I mean uh right after that um and we were like randomly just had like a lot in common we both loved we both love theater. We both love Patti LuPone. We're both from Maryland originally. 
Nice. Yeah. How do you stay focused and committed to the art? Um, it's, I mean, at times it's hard to, to, to stay focused, but I think, um, I don't, I don't know who actually said this, but it's something, if you, if you love what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. So like, I mean, a lot of times I am exhausted and I'll, or I'll, because I'm, one of the biggest procrastinators in the world, I'll be like all, up all night working on a costume for a show the next day. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the love at, when, when I'm actually on stage performing and getting that like that rush of energy, it, it makes everything worth it. Um, it's just one it, it I just I just love performing and being in drag so much that like even like anything, Anything bad about it is just completely wiped away. Why is drag important for the community? I think it's important because drag queens and have have been at the the front lines for the entire LGBTQ um, rights movement since the beginning. Um, I mean, Sylvia Rivera, of course, was a was a trans woman, but also a drag queen. Um, it's it's always hard when they're when they're both because the lines aren't. Because you always yeah yeah. Um, but it, it since drag queens are given this platform uh, to a few nights a week um, be on stage with with a microphone, um, there's sort of that responsibility uh to to um to do something with it and not just um and not just entertain i think there 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 is a uh responsibility to the to the community that i think a lot of drag queens do take seriously absolutely if you could tell your baby clarice self something what would you tell her start asking for help sooner that's good that's good advice for any baby queen yeah i especially when i when i first started i was very very wrapped up in the idea of oh i want to do everything myself because that way i can say oh i can do everything myself um but a lot of a lot of times that's really dumb because you can there's nothing wrong with asking for advice or for asking for help for something that you don't know how to do. I mean, for me, drag is very much a theatrical art. It's all about the collaboration. Mm-hmm. And sometimes having a team of people, someone else to give you that extra boost or give you a different perspective in an eye, really is your way of standing out and being a stronger performer. Oh, absolutely. There's, I think, especially since I didn't know as much about the drag world going into it, all I saw was the the actual product at the end. I didn't see everything that goes on behind the scenes to yeah. get to this product. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think Miss Cracker is a perfect example of that. Like you see Miss Cracker, but you don't necessarily, unless you're looking for it, you don't see Caitlin behind the scenes who is doing just as much work. Yeah. If not more sometimes uh to like get everything going well that brings me to a question that i had in the quote-unquote fun random question section mm-hmm. my question for you is miss cracker has caitlin time for dinner what will clarice's digital viral meme be i don't i don't know yet i think um 
in a lot of ways, I think I, I know clearly what I like about drag, but I, I'm still working to, I'm still working and figuring out who exactly I am as a person. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, especially like, uh, time for dinner sort of came organically from like, uh, something happening. And I think my friends and people who follow me will tell me when that yeah. uh, viral video, when that viral thing happens. Nice. Yeah, me and Poppy are working on trying to create something for her. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're thinking about what's in po- uh, Poppy's pussy. Mm. And she just pulls something out of her <laughs> dress every time. We're, we're workshopping it. We're thinking it. Yeah. What is your pre and post show routine? Um, I mean, getting, getting to the bar, I always have one drink. I allow myself one drink, usually a vodka Red Bull. Um, and then I like to, uh, I like to really talk to, um, at least like three to five different people in the bar who I did not know already. Um, I think that I, I just, I like to get to know new people and I think that they, um, by like, by knowing them or like knowing like anything about them, I can sort of start to get a feel of what kind of show it's going to be. Um, so I just, I really love to, uh, to like really meet people that way. I think after the show, um, I honestly, I like to go home. <laughs> I'm not like a, I, I always, I always do stay at a, at a bar for at least like an hour, an hour and a half after a show. But like, before I did drag, I was never a going out person. I was I, like, I want to be, I want to be at home. I want to have my Netflix and my night cheese. I am <laughs> ready to be in bed. Uh, but um, I mean, I, I take my face off. I, I would like to say I wash my face because that sounds <laughs> so much better than what I do. I just sort of like rub everything off yeah. and then pass out. <laughs> if Clarice could be in play any role in any musical, what would it be? Um, I mean, I think Clarice would, would play Elle Woods, um, or Audrey in Little Shop could be fun. Or like, um, hmm. Yeah, no, I like those. Those are great choices. (laughs) So we are going to do the pop five rapid fire. I'm going to give you five pop culture things, Uh um, things you may or may not know about, and you'll respond with a word Phrase, story, whatever you want to say. Okay. Number one is Stacey Dash files for California Congress. Who? You know, from Clueless. Oh! Yeah, she's trying to run for Congress. I mean... (laughs) If, uh... Why not? If Clay can can do it, why not Stacey Dash? Number two is the Oscars. The Oscars. I don't usually watch them. I think I'm going to be working, actually. Okay, that's fair. Number three is Gus Kenworthy. He's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you have a problem with him kissing his boyfriend on national television? Well, obviously. <laughs> because he's not me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Number four is FedEx not dropping the NRA discount program. Uh, that sucks. I, th- I I mean, it's it's interesting to me that um, a lot of corporations have been at the forefront since the government is not doing anything. Absolutely. Places like Dick's. So I hope that 
I hope that FedEx changes their minds. Otherwise, there's always uh, protesting and boycotting. Yeah. And number five, season 10 of Drag Race. Team Turn It On. Yeah. You excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> do, you th- do you think they'll get to like lip sync against each other? I mean, I, I hope not because I would love, <laughs> I would, I, I don't want either of them to go home. Uh, but if they do, I mean, that's going to be one epic lip sync. It will be, it will be the drama. Oh yeah. Uh, so what I do is I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. And mm-hmm. this is a question from Violet Tendency. Mm-hmm. If you could change the world, what would you do? I I would love to um I think if I could change the world in any way, I would love to change people's minds and make people a lot more open to ideas that they don't understand. Um I think a lot of a lot of discrimination comes from people being afraid of things that they that they don't necessarily get and i think the world would be a better place if people were um not paralyzed by that fear and able to sort of look into things on their own and decide um for themselves what they think is right or wrong instead of um sort of that being forced down anyone's throats as like a as a young kid yeah now's your turn to ask my next guest a question Oh, um... Any question in the world? Any question at all? Um... Uh, okay, if you were, um... Describe in, um... In a, in a nice couple of sentences what... Um, what your death would be like in a scary movie. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Very gory, it's fun. Yeah. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, use hashtag Clarice Explains It All. Where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me at Clarice Dubois on, uh, on Instagram. That's Clarice, like Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. And Dubois, like A Streetcar Named Desire. Um, and then... You could follow me on Twitter, but there's really no point because it's only <laughs> things from my Instagram. Um, and then like Facebook and Venmo at Clarice Dubois as well. Venmo's important. <laughs> um, yeah, so follow her. Find out where she is. She's going to be around. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks to Clarice for coming on. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. And that was Block Talk.